episode of FBL Amateurs Oz Podcast. And joining me again is my co-host, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, it could be uh, better. The week's been uh, not great. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe I have any, any place to play, so I am uh, absolutely done <laughs> with everything. I think you've got a few more to play, don't you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's good good that you've got this week out of the way, mate. Um, start focusing mm. on uh, game week 36. I'm in a similar boat. I've sort of, yeah, had a pretty horrid week, so I might just get into how we've gone so far this week. So at the moment I'm sitting on uh, 26 points uh, with uh, Captain Ronaldo to play and uh, Tony to play in. As I did start Trent Alexander-Arnold and Madison and both didn't play this week, so... Yeah, no, it was a, a good start to the week um, with Salah obviously getting benched and then Trent Alexander-Arnold not playing at all and then Madison uh, wasn't even in the squad. So, yeah, not the, the greatest of weeks. And then obviously the way that uh, Spurs played uh, last night, um, I didn't own Son or Kane. It um, definitely hurt a bit watching, um, watching the highlights this morning, but... Um, my ranks have taken a bit of a hit, went from about 37k back to 69k, which is probably expected just because of how bad uh, my week's gone and obviously um, not owning the likes of Kane or Son or captaining um, either of those. So hopefully um, Ronaldo can um, just do his usual and get two goals tomorrow with maximum bonus. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm laughing, mate, and I'm back, I'm back to where I was. Um, but outside of that, Kulicheski was probably my best performer this week. Um, and that's funny because he was on the bench as well and he came off mm. the bench to get two assists. So, um, you know, I can't complain too much about that. But, um, yeah, probably could have been a lot worse if he didn't do that. Um, How did you go this week, Devin? Yeah, so I am done. I uh, uh, ended up on 36 points. Uh, Captain Sala for a grand total of one point. Um, yeah, basically my star was Son, should have captained him, but uh, he was everywhere, absolutely dominated, uh, scored 19 points and pretty much <laughs> pretty much scored more than half my score. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so just the investment in Chelsea just did not work. The, my three Chelsea players combined scored five points, so pretty... Poor effort from my Chelsea, uh, my Chelsea boys. Uh, yeah, so I it hasn't been too bad in terms of the rank hit. I think I've uh, lost about ten k places, so I'm sitting on to thirty k. But I would hazard to say, if uh, what you just said happens and Ronaldo does go mental, I would hazard to say my uh, rank drop will be quite worse. So we'll have to um, hold, uh, we'll have to uh, hold our breath and see how the Man United fellas actually go, uh, whether I uh, lose. (laughs) It's a bit weird because it feels like a few people own Ronaldo, but then when you look, it's like barely any teams have him, but he's still sitting at like, I think, 16% or 20% owned or something. Mm. Yeah, I would have to say a lot of... um, Dead team probably still owed him from the start of the year, but uh, he, he's he's a he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? So, like, obviously he's a good player and scores goals, but you never know when he's going to start or when he's going to be benched. And 
Um, yeah, so it's a, he's a tricky one. So obviously, for you know, for Man United supporters, I would say um, there'd be more Man United supporters that own him than um, people that support other teams. I would hazard to say. So yeah. given that you know you guys pretty much you know I think he's some sort of deity. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much is, mate. He's probably one step below God. So um, we might get on to our podcast league. So at the moment, first place is Tom Davies, um, still still sitting at the top there on at 24.37. And then in second place, we've got Arigi Mini Marnie Mo on at 54.28. And then the Kong rounds out the top three for uh, 24 and 10. So, you know, the the – Placings haven't really moved too much. Um, I know that TN has had an all right week this week. I think at the moment he's sitting on about 54 points. So you're not too bad of a week from TN. And, you know, still still could easily make up the margin uh, for, with Tom and then sort of finish the season in first place. There's one thing that is for sure. Um, it won't be me winning uh, the podcast league. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all but certain. And, um you don't think you can make up what four hundred points? <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? Depends. I mean, Ronaldo could really have a good finish. This season. <laughs> but um, I might just touch on uh, Brady. Um, I know you've met him a few times. He's come on the pod. Mm. Um, I've had a I had a massive lead over him in our sort of little mini league that we we do. And um, yeah, he overtook me the other week, and now he's extended uh that lead over me. So it's going to be interesting whether I can claw back. So I think he's got, I might just check here. He's got about a 60 point lead on me. I think a 50 point lead. So um, not impossible, but um, it's really starting to slip away. <laughs> just need it. Just need a Ronaldo hall and it's uh life will be as normal. And I'll be back sort of up sort of that top six, top seven, hopefully. And um, I think you're still sitting around similar to where you've been the last few weeks, yeah, which has I been mean, pretty consistent, to be honest. Actually, no, yeah. you you were at 31 for a while. You're sitting at 29th, mate, so not the worst. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we might get into how the games went this week. So we might start with the, the Liverpool game with Newcastle. I sort of thought Newcastle actually didn't play too bad. Um, it probably did help that Salah was on the bench and Trent Alexander-Arnold was on the bench, but... You know, they've looked really good the last sort of eight weeks. But, you know, against a side like Liverpool, I kind of had a bit of PTSD because I think last time they played, I used my triple captain chip on Salah and I think he ended up with an assist and I was just left feeling very disappointed. So that was probably a fact, a little bit of a factor why I did not go captain Salah this week is just obviously for the PTSD, um, which, you know, helped me in the long run because he ended up getting benched. But... I thought Jordan actually looked pretty decent up front. Probably should have had a goal. Came close a few times. Uh, ended up with five shots, four key passes. Got the assist and had one big chance miss. So he probably should have finished that. Um, on another day, he probably would finish that. But yeah, probably needs to be a little bit better there. But if you were, um, did you? If you did own him, you'd be pretty disappointed. But I thought Liverpool dominated most of this game. Just probably lacked that sort of finishing touch. And I think Diaz had a couple of chances um, in the second half as well. I thought Salah looked really good when he came on, had two really good chances, um, played an absolute freak of a ball across to Diaz, um, which obviously there was no end product on that. So I, f- I think if you do own Salah, you're probably going to keep him for this week for the double, but 
I don't know, is there a conversation to be had about whether you can just get him out? Because I got him out of him. I mean, uh, week 31, I got out Son and got in Salah, and it just has not uh, worked out too great for me at the moment. But And I might ask you that question, then you can just talk about um, the game as well, mate. What do you think? Yeah, so for me, uh, Liverpool are an interesting one because I think the the value is there in their defence. So definitely they've got uh, Tottenham Villa for the double game week. You've got Robbo sitting there. Uh, that has scored 6, 15 and 6 the last three weeks. Uh, Matip is absolutely incredible value at 5.2. Uh, his last five, seven, then a blank, six, eight, six. So a man of consistency uh, and not very expensive at all. Um, and as you said, Jota sort of slots into the team really easily when needed. But I think as good as he is, um, there are players that are, I won't say better, but they're better placed in that Liverpool side. So, like, you know, yeah. getting a look-in sort of thing. Um, so who were you talking about? Was it Salah that you were talking about? Yeah, so I got out Son, I think it was week 31, mm. to bring uh, Salah back in. And ever since then, it's just... Um, See, yeah, yeah. it just hasn't worked See, out great. <laughs> I think now, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Liverpool, uh, they still got the Champions League fixtures, don't they? Yeah, which I think they could possibly do a bit of a rest because um, they but, I think they're two 0 up in that league. They, yeah, I think that's what they did with obviously benching Asala and NTAA. So. You'd hazard to say they've had their rest now. Um, so you I reckon they both start? I both think fixtures. they. I think they. They have to because if you. Oh now I'll just pull up the EPL table for a minute. If you sort of have a look at the EPL table, Man City are a point ahead. Uh, goal difference is negligible. Uh, so it's a. a pretty much the same sort of goal difference. So Liverpool have to uh, – Liverpool have to – oh, if they want to uh, win the title, uh, overtake Man City at some point. So I'm just having a look at – so just bear with me a minute. I'm just having a look at Man City uh, – Man City's run – who do Man City play? I just don't have it on hand. Let me just Yeah, I've got it here now. So they've got, to finish the season, they've got the Newcastle Wolves double, then West Ham, mm. then Aston Villa. So, you and, know, and, those aren't and, the easiest fixtures either. No. Like, oh, well, yes, uh, yes and no. Like, so West Ham could should... easily be out of Europe, possibly. <laughs> but um, they... Like, I hope not for no. your sake, but... Yeah, mean, could... yeah. No, we're, 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 we're sort of talking. But even then, like, you look at you look at um, who Man City's playing, Newcastle pretty much have nothing to play for. If we have a look... Because Newcastle can't get relegated. Uh, but Newcastle not... kind of have looked very hard to break down, and it's they, almost they like have. they're playing they, for pride. Correct, correct. But... Um, 
you can see them, and I know it's sort of slightly off topic, but you can see Man City beating, um, sorry, uh, Man City beating uh, Newcastle. You can see them smashing Wolves. Wolves just haven't looked great. Um, Mate, you can Wolves see them against beat- Brighton looked horrible. So. Yeah. Um, you can see them beating us quite comfortably given that, uh, oh, look, I'll put it to you this way. With West Ham, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, I do not expect us to win many games in the league for the rest of the year. I don't. I think we've thrown all our eggs into Europe and I can see us resting players. I can see us. We, In terms of us dropping down the table, we can only drop all. Only Wolves can overtake us. And I think they've looked at it and gone, well, Wolves ain't winning too many more games. So, <laughs> and Brighton's not going to catch us. So, uh, like, and even with Man United, Man United haven't looked great either, but I think they've almost resigned themselves to the fact of it's Europa or bust. Uh, it's Europa, uh, Europa win or bust sort of thing. So, uh, now going back to Man City for a minute, um, so I can see them beating us. And then last game of the season, I think Villa really have nothing to play for either. So they they can sort of finish as high as 10th. Um, but even then, you know, it's it's a bit – oh, they, yeah, they've got a couple of games in hand. So they can sort of finish it as high as sort of 10th, even 9th if they um, get a few games in the trot. But, again, like – See, I'd probably uh, say Liverpool probably have the easier run home. Yeah. Because – Oh, like the yeah, Spurs got, fixture will probably be the hardest fixture. But they've got Villa, Southampton. But even – but but you have a look at it. They've got Tottenham who are desperate to beat well, – would be desperate to beat Liverpool so then they can jump Arsenal. Then yeah. they're playing Arsenal who, same thing, want Champions League after years of just being shit. Um <laughs> Sorry, Arsenal supporters. Uh, sorry, Plonka. <laughs> um, and then obviously then Southampton Wolves should be regulatory, you know, four or five new wins for them. So, yeah. it's, but someone needs to slip. Like it, whether it's Liverpool, whether it's Man City, uh, something needs to give in in those fixtures or else Man City's winning the title. So, uh, so getting back to my original point, Liverpool have to play their best players because they want to, one, keep up with Man City and then, two, uh, they want, if if Man City do slip, um, they want to have the goal difference there so then they can win the title. So because yeah. Man City is going to be scoring goals themselves. So it's, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be very, very, very tricky. So I know that's sort of a long-winded sort of uh, answer that sort of skips a few teams, but um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting um, last couple of rounds, especially for that title race. No, hundred percent. I'm sort of I'm with you as well. I think it's probably going to come down to possibly City versus West Ham fixture because I think West Ham, even when they do rotate plays for Europe, they're still hard to break down. They're not exactly an easy team to sort of score on. I think if we 
if we beat um, Frankfurt, we could be riding a high and we could definitely turn up for the Man City game. Like if I we, could see like yeah. you being just hard to break down and then maybe yeah. like a one or draw type thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like if we go out of Europe, uh, then it could be a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of bloodbaths, we might head into the next picture, which was Villa and Norwich. The scoreline wasn't a bloodbath, but um, I just thought Aston Villa were pretty dominant. Um, Norwich offered a couple of half chances, but really just didn't do a great deal. I thought um, there's a lot of people talking about Coutinho as sort of, you know, the asset to bring in, but I actually thought Watkins looked really good. Um, him and Ings, Ings come on, I think, 45th minute around that mark, and um, I thought they combined quite well up front. Uh, Watkins ended up finishing with the six shots, had the three key passes, one big chance created, and got his goal as well, which is a well-taken goal. And then when Ings come on, Ings was just um, – did get on the ball a lot, but, you know, still got the goal, got an assist, had four shots. One of them went off the post as well, so – you know, I thought if they do go with two up front, I think Watkins' value goes even uh, higher because he did play a lot better too when Ings come on and he was up front. So I think for me, probably not looking at Coutinho. I'm probably looking at Watkins possibly, but, you know, just be one of those things. I'm not sure. I just don't – I don't don't think I like the Liverpool fixture, so I'm really looking at it as a standalone fixture for Villa this week and I'm sort of comparing Watkins versus Tony because both have or even though Villa do have the extra fixture I still think it's just a one one fixture for them because Liverpool's just yeah Liverpool so you know just doing a comparison between Watkins and Tony and where to go in that uh, sense but outside that sort of not looking at too much else what about you Damo? Yeah so uh, Villa have the Burnley double, so they play Burnley in 36 and Burnley in 37. So uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they have Burnley, Liverpool, then Crystal Palace, Burnley. Uh, I think Martinez might be a good shout for um, as the goalkeeper sort of punt at 5.5, especially save points. Like, um, you know, they're not keeping a clean sheet against Liverpool, but they, he might rack up quite a number of same point, uh, save points and, He's quite a decent sort of goalkeeper. Uh, you know, Digne sort of came back and out of nowhere uh, and played quite well as well. So I still think Cash is the better option. But as, yeah, a, pun, um, as a pun, you know, he did play well, uh, Digne. Um, oh, you're bang on with Coutinho, just very, very inconsistent lately. I don't know what's sort of going on with him, but... He just hasn't looked the same player that he did, what, about seven or eight game weeks ago sort of thing. Um, yeah. And at the moment, midfield is the gold mine. Gold mine. You know, when you've got players like Son, when you've got, um, you know, players that are consistently scoring goals and playing well, just don't have room for a player that just has that sort of inconsistency um, Yeah in terms of play, uh, and you're right, Watkins is, is indeed a really, really good option, uh, definitely one to be potentially bringing in. You know, if if um, they do score a goal against Liverpool, uh, I would hesitate if Watkins isn't 
scoring it, he's assisting it. So um, with with Ings, it, it's a hard one because he's not starting, is he? So uh, you, you, almost Watkins is probably the better option um, out of Watkins' Ings, I, I would have to say. Yeah, nah, because Ings is 0.2 dearer than Watkins as well. Yeah. So, you know, you're paying if, more and you're mm. getting a bit more risk as well. I think if I think if Ings was starting every game, he'd be the better option because he's he's more the the goal scorer, the the the, the sort of uh, how do you how do you, how do you call him? Do you remember back in the um, I don't know if you've ever played sort of indoor soccer, but he's like the cherry picker. So the, the yeah. one <laughs> the one that you know you get the ball to and he just finishes it off. So and he also um, probably does a bit more build up play as well, which I noticed yeah. in the game on the weekend he was sort of dropping just a little bit deeper instead of providing the passes. So, mm. Because obviously Watkins' natural, from what I can sort of see, Watkins' natural position is more out wide. Um, he's not sort of the natural goal-scoring finisher sort of thing. But um, he's, in terms of talent-wise, um, he's a really, really talented player. So... Um, can do both, but um, I think Ings is just more the natural goal scorer. Yeah, no, hundred percent, I agree with that. Well, we might get on to our next fixture, which is Southampton Palace. Um, I actually thought um, Southampton probably played a little bit better, but still, I think they gave up a fair few chances. And and I've mentioned last pod that you know Southampton's defense just looks like they're on the beach. Obviously, they're they're safe, mm. so that you know they don't need to stress. And I just think that. You know, they're giving up a lot of chances. I thought Gallagher, he got in some really good positions, um, probably should have finished with at least one goal. He had a couple of half chances, but one of them was a, a, a not too bad of a chance, probably should have finished a bit better. Matata um, had a decent chance as well, couldn't finish, which is the story of his life the last three games. He's just He gets one or two good chances but just can't finish. Um, Eze, it's a bit of a surprise to see Eze start over Zaha, but, you know, Proved it with a massive um, a goal, very class finish from him. It was sort of like on a half volley um, right in the bottom corner. So really good uh, finish from him. I actually rate Eze as a player in his quality. Um, I thought Zaha um, looked good when he came off the bench, uh, scored the winner, which was a pretty classy goal as well. So I, st- I think that um, at least one Palace asset is decent. So obviously you've got your Zaha, you've got Gallagher, who's a bit cheaper, um, Mateta, who's sort of like budget price. Um, and then even, I mean, you could maybe take a punt on Eze, but I'm just not sure what his game time is going to be like. But I think Zaha is probably the best option. And then obviously if you need uh, to free up money, Mateta is a good option. Um, Gallagher's a, a nice punt option because if he continues to play a bit higher like he did this game, you know, um, with their fixtures um, to finish the season, you know, there's a good chance that he could be um, banging in a goal or two. But outside that, sort of not really looking at anyone from Southampton. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so you sort of took the words out of my mouth for this game. Uh, uh, Southampton, um, they don't have doubles, so they're sort of a pass. Uh, They've only got three games left. Uh, In terms of Palace, um, they don't double in 36, which um, will limit sort of if you bring anyone in for uh, for the rest of the season, but they do double in 37. So uh, as you sort of said, maybe one player from Palace. Yeah. The only problem with them being uh, their players are probably a touch too expensive to make them viable to bring to bring in for sort of 
if you still got your wild card in 36 sort of thing. So, you know, as you sort of mentioned, Zaha, but um, they sort of when you've got the value plays in and around that do double in 36, it's hard to sort of bring in um, Palace players. But, you know, as you said, Zaha, Gallagher, I think those are the two that you would target um, if you wanted to bring in one uh, Palace player for um, for this run? Uh, 100%, I think. Um, their run home is actually not too bad. What is it? Yeah. It's, you're looking at uh, Watford this week, which I think is a really good fixture. Then you've got a double of Everton and Aston Villa, which obviously could be two tricky games, especially the Everton game. But I still think Everton are going to have to uh, try score goals. So, you know, I could see them being opened up a little bit. Just talking about Everton for a minute, I think that goal, that win over Chelsea is almost knocked the confidence back in them. I think they're going to be safe. I really, I really do. Like, um, I think I think Leeds are Burnley going down. I actually think, yeah, it could be actually Leeds. Like I, the, yeah. I'm looking at Burnley at the moment, and they're playing really good. And then obviously the resurgence of Everton, like this week and last game, like mm. we reckon the chances are because I think I well, saw something Everton, where Everton are um, have got a game in hand. So uh, Leeds have played 34 uh, games. They're on minus 34 goals uh, in terms of um, conceded uh, goals. Um, Everton are on 33. uh, They've played 33 games on minus 20. And then you've got Burnley, 34 games played, minus 15. So, um, yeah, like it's... The Leeds have Arsenal, Chelsea, right? And I'm, I'm confidently think that they'll finish with zero points this week. I don't think they'll win or get a point in either of those. Mm. And then I think Brighton, I could so, possibly see them getting a win against Brighton. So but Brentford, I probably could see a draw. Yeah, so at looking best. at looking at Leeds, they've got Arsenal-Chelsea, which we both probably think are losses. Then they've got Bright- yeah, Brighton and Brentford, yeah. So. I reckon four points. <sighs> yeah, maybe. scenario out of that. So that so that's Leeds. And then who uh, – let's look at Burnley. So four points uh, have put Leeds on 38 points. Yep. Then you've then got Burnley, Burnley, who have got Villa. Which I could see them getting a draw. Yeah. Then Tottenham, who I think is going to be a loss. Then they've got Villa again. <laughs> so there's two uh, points, possibly. And then, New- and then Newcastle. Which could be a win or a – I reckon they lose. They lose Newcastle. So say they lose, so they're it, getting it, two it, points it, out of their next could be, four. It could be Burnley. It could be Burnley, even though as well as they've played, and then Everton have uh, Tottenham, which they pro- oh, so not Tottenham, sorry, Leicester, which could be anything. Watford, which could be anything. Brentford, which could be anything. Palace, could they could be safe after great game week thirty seven. And then Arsenal to finish the season, which I think they lose. Yeah, that's true. So it actually, when we did say it was Everton versus Burnley, it actually could be Burnley yeah. versus Leeds. <laughs> it's, Burnley could be going down. So even depending on results, is there any way that uh, Southampton could get dragged into it? Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, if 
I think they're. I think they're just. I think they're safe. I think. So Burnley points. and Leeds both won. So all right. So if Burnley, oh, let me go back now because <laughs> this is interesting. So uh, let's take Burnley for example. So Burnley, Burnley, Burnley. Where are we? So if Burnley, so there's what three, six, nine, twelve points up for grabs. A potential twelve points up for grabs for them. That would put them on. Uh, 46 points, and then obviously Southampton are on 40 points. It'll be very, very unlikely. Yeah, surely... see, I don't think Southampton win another game for the rest of the season. <sighs> yes. Brentford, Brentford, Liverpool, Leicester. It's going to be interesting because then if you're going to drag, if you're going to drag Southampton into it, you could drag Brentford, you could drag Villa. Like, how... Surely 40 points is safe. Normally they say the 40-point mark, you know, you're safe at 40 points. Um, like Villa don't have a – they're on minus two in terms of goal difference. So that's no, like an more extra. it's probably like just the goal difference for Southampton. They're on minus yes, 17. Yes, minus 17, Burnley, yeah. Minus 15. But then Leeds, minus 34. Like if Leeds get into a scrap for that yeah. 18 spot. I think, in all, honest, in all honesty, the way that Everton played against Chelsea gives me sort of hope for Everton that they're going to eke out some results um, and be safe, and then it's going to come down to Leeds and Burnley. Yeah, well, we will um, <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> we'll it We'll have to once. revisit that next week, yeah. No, 100%. Well, we might get into the next game, uh, which is Wolves and Brighton. Uh, didn't really have too much to talk about this game, but I was maybe to say Brighton probably looked the best in attack they've looked the past few weeks. And Welbeck continues his good run of form. I actually thought he played really good and had three shots, got the goal, four key passes, and one big chance created. So I don't think anyone's going to be going near sort of any Brighton assets, but just a shout-out to Welbeck. He's been playing good lately. What about you, Demo? What did you take out of this game, mate? Yeah, so obviously with both of these games, um, you're not going to be looking at any players because uh, they both don't double. Wolves have the hardest fixtures of the season. I know they've got Norwich sort of sandwiched in between Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, but uh, they're sort of they're, they're going to get battered. <laughs> they're going to get battered, <laughs> Wolves. Um, I can't see them getting like oh, I can see them probably getting a result out of Norwich. But, um, yeah, the rest of them forget it. So I think they're a hard avoid. Um, in terms of Brighton, the only player I will mention as you know, special mention, even though they don't double, is Trossard. He's just ticking away. Like uh, last three weeks, 11, 7 and 8, he, you know, he knows yeah. where the goals are. He, he knows how to put the, you know, put the points up. He's been a pretty special talent this season. Um, They've had some good, you know, you can't say Brighton haven't had some good players this season, um, you know, in sort of, you know, early on the season, sort of Sanchez, um, you know, Kuka Razzla. Um, so they've, you know, they've, they've got some good players. So I think if you wanted to sort of throw a Hail Mary, but again, there's no doubles in here, so it's hard. Uh, I would say Trossard, maybe if you're going to throw darts at the board. But um, other than that, I think avoid. No, 100%. Well, when I get into the next game, which is Watford and Burnley, um, this is just the story of this game was just another Brownhill masterclass, mate. 
um, just he just looks so good. And um, I, I had a little story. I was watching the the highlights this morning while we're doing. I was doing the notes of the podcast, and I, I had the uh, young fellow with me um, this morning, and um, he was like, "Oh, what? Who's Josh Brownhill?" Because the, the commentary <laughs> was talking about him, and I said, "Mate, I've got a story for you. He's one of the most talented footballers in the Premier <laughs> League today." And we were talking about it, and um, it showed his goal, and he goes, "Oh, jo- is that Josh Brownhill?" And I said, "Yeah, mate, it's the one and only," and. Um, for the rest of the the morning when I was watching all the other games, he was just like, oh, do you think Zaha knows Josh Brownhill? And I said, oh, he'd have to, mate. He'd have to because he's one of the most talented footballs in the Premier League. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. So (laughs) (laughs) I was just, yeah, just all day just had a fascination with Josh Brownhill. So, you know, just taking uh, the kid's life by storm. Mm -hmm. Um, Might touch on the actual game though. I thought Dennis and Cucho from – Watford actually didn't look too bad. Um, combined for some some decent chances, probably should have finished at least one or two of them. Um, I thought probably Burnley dominated most of the game. Um, I thought Brownhill obviously um, got in some good positions, um, cleaning up scraps around the box, which obviously that's how he got his goal. He, it was just a tidy finish right on the edge of the box. Um, he had four shots as well, so he's been looking more involved in attack lately. So. You know, if you are wanting some bench fodder, I probably wouldn't say that, you know, he's the number one pick that you need to have. But I think just um, to enable you to be able to upgrade elsewhere, I think he's a decent option, um, especially, you know, their their fixtures aren't that bad on the way home. I think they're not too bad at all. Um, and then also just touch on Taylor. I thought he looked good in attack getting forward. Um, he grabbed the assist as well. I just think that he's just sort of – coasting along under the radar it's not not a lot of people are talking about him too much but he's actually looked pretty decent in the last few weeks so another um play that you could get in as an enabler as well uh what did you take out of this match demo yeah so let me just pull it up sorry uh i'm, I'm gonna say sort of in terms of watford um they've got palace Everton um for the double uh, I do you like Sissoko as a bit of a bench option if you're not if you decide not to play sort of the five um, mid like strong midfielders and you would want sort of a bench option. Sissoko is a decent option. He's basically a better version of Brownhill. Um, he's, he's like, he's like <laughs> Brownhill, but really. like <laughs> he's like Brownhill, but with with actual talent. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Dennis is probably decent for the double as well. But I don't think we're going to be looking too much of Watford assets unless we sort of um, ask, uh, we want some sort of cheaper options. Uh, in Bur- I, I think this podcast has really um, driven a bit of a, a, a hate for Burnley. So <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think I'm going to sort of will them to, to go into the championship and just get relegated. Um, so <laughs> they're, but on a serious note, they, they're sort of the same as Palace. They double in 37. Um, they do have a little bit of a better run um, other than Palace. So they've got uh, Villa Tottenham. Then Actually, they have Villa twice and then um, Newcastle to finish off. So Villa Tottenham, Villa Newcastle. Um, yeah. As you mentioned, I think Taylor's it will be a decent option. Um, uh, eight, five, uh, the last three, he scored 8-5-6. Um 
I think this is the last time I'll, I'll be ever mentioning the B word. Um, so uh, that midfield just doesn't exist anymore in, in the realms of FPL. Um, and, uh, yeah, we shall. Uh, so it, the song it will no longer be uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno. It'll be We Don't Talk About Brownhill. So mate, uh, we'll, if, we'll leave um, it at that. If they get relegated to the championship, mate, we'll be doing at least a segment on the podcast to see how Brownhill is going each week. So I think we're um, going to have a, a, a Brownhill segment. Yeah, we're going to say what's up with Brownhill and it'll just be pretty much um, just a rundown of how he's been going. So less uh, less talented opposition in the championship, so I could see him just bagging, you know, 10, I'll, 16 um, goals. Oh, so. if, if um, not if, but when Burnley go down, uh, I think, um, uh, you know, Big Horse can just come to, to West Ham. We'll, we have a nice uh, spot up forward for him. I think Antonio needs a bit of a rest, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, just, we'll just take their talented players like Taylor and, and Big Horse, and we'll leave Brownhill to the to the you know championship or League One where he deserves. So, no, nah, Brown will uh, be a nice little replacement <laughs> for Declan Rice when Declan Rice uh, goes to yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Oh, you know what? I, I guess you know you can take the the, the dregs like uh, Brownhill at uh, United. You, you know. You guys, I'd actually uh, nearly have him play over <laughs> some of the players we've actually got. Um, over Fred? <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got to replace Pogba somehow, mate, so may as well speak. <laughs> uh, uh, we might get on to the next game, which is Leeds and Man City. Um, I just might touch on Cancelo. I still don't know how he didn't get a return this game. Um, had Finished the game 112 touches, one big chance missed, two key passes, three shots. Um, and one of the and the big chance he did miss was a one on one. He just had to put it left or right of the keeper instead. Just kicked it straight at his face. So um, I just it's I was talking to Matt Day and uh, D Ten about this that it's a lot of the games he just looks so good just but isn't getting the FPL returns. And obviously we're in the the game of FPL, so you know you want players returning, but. I think I put him beside sort of Trent Alexander Arnold as one of those players where you just watch and you go, how are they? How are they on zero points? How are they not getting attacking returns when you watch? You know how well they're playing. So it's very disappointing to see that. Um, Foden, I thought, had a decent game. wasn't on the ball all the time, but when he did get the ball, you know he looked really good. Had three key passes, two big chances created, and finished the game with two assists. So you know I thought he was a had a decent game. For me, he's probably the best option outside, obviously, Cancelo and defensive assets. I think um, if you can't get to KDB, which, you know, he did get rotated on the weekend, but I think that might have been a bit of a one-off. So I think Foden, if you don't have the cash for KDB, I think he's probably the best option going forward in, in an attacking sense. Um, but outside that, not really looking at leads. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so... Uh, same thing, you know, with Leeds, they've got the double, but, uh, you know, they've got a really hard fixture in Arsenal, Chelsea. So I'd be avoiding sort of Leeds at this uh, at this stage. Uh, in terms of Man City, uh, you know, if we knew which players would be nailed, it'd be great. Um, Diaz looked really, really good um, if he's nailed. Um, he's a great alternative to Cancelo. He's, I think, if I'm mistaken, he's more than a million cheaper. Um, because Kinsella is what seven point three easy. Um, 
I'm testing my memory here. But uh, let's have a look. Cancelo. So Cancelo, yeah, 7.2, sorry. So he's 1.1 mil cheaper. So um, if he if he's uh, nailed, he's a sort of a pretty decent option at 6.1. Uh, as you said, I think Foden is the standout at 7.8. Um, played really, really well. And for me, the, the X factor is really uh, Jesus. So I think it's a bit of a Jesus farewell party. I think uh, he's shopping himself around um, for the for the end of the season. And at 8.6, um, I think he's a better option, uh, better than Werner at the same price. Um, yeah. he, he could be a cheeky captain, captaincy option in this um, little stretch if you're brave enough. Um, he's got Newcastle Wolves. He could score anywhere between five to six goals. The way no. that he's been playing... Um, Especially in the last sort of like three three games, uh, oh, actually, if we sort of stretch it further, um, scored eight uh, last game week, twenty four in the thinker that was the double if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, then blank and then nine points. So he's actually played pretty well. Um, I know he, the last two he's. Started 90 minutes both. Actually, sorry, he, the 24 points wasn't even a double game week. It was against Watford where he scored four goals. So, um, you know, he knows how to score a goal. Um, yeah. If Man City actually played him instead of not playing a striker, um, he'd be a decent option. But, um, you know, read into this what you will, but he has started and played 90 minutes the last two games um, for a total score of 32 points. So I'm not going to say bring him in. I'm not going to say anything like that. But when you look at the flip side and look at Werner, who scored, what, two points and one point, or I think uh, he's blanked in the last few. Yeah. You sort of look at that and go, well, um, you know, it's a no-brainer. But then again, you know, Pep Roulette's Pep Roulette. So... Um, proceed at caution, <laughs> but um, I like him as an option. I really do like him as an option. No, it's very frustrating because you really want to get an attacking asset and then you feel like the week you get the attacking asset is the week they get rotated. So mm. it's it might be just one of those things to watch the Champions League to see because if he gets rest in the Champions League, I think he plays on the weekend, which means he's probably going to play both fixtures as well. So Yeah. Probably just one to look at. Um, might head on to the next game, which is Everton and Chelsea. Um, I thought Everton, you know, it's a massive result for Everton. I thought this game was actually really fiery. I'm not sure if you, you watched much of it, Demo, but there was just feel like someone was about to get red carded for just either kicking someone or pushing someone. That just every time there was a 50 50 challenge, there's always handbags afterwards. So I just could see it bubbling over. I thought Gordon. Um, had a pretty decent game. He's just an absolute freak. I think there was one period there where he got the ball and I'll beat two sort of Chelsea players and then almost uh, set up a goal. So he had his moments in the game where he just really good. And for me, he's probably the best asset, even though Richarlison got the goal. I still think probably Gordon from an eye test point of view just has looked like the best asset um, from Everton. 
Um, fought Richarlison, he got gifted a goal, but you know the last few weeks he has been getting sort of half a lot of half chances. So I think it was more that you know he deserved a goal because he was getting in good positions in this game. Um, I thought probably Pickford was man of the match. Um, he saved one of Mount's shots, which was an absolute filthy save, pushed it onto the post, and then you know physics or something, uh, just <laughs> the ball just didn't go across the line. So it was pretty disappointing to see. I thought James and Mount both, you know, looked dangerous from an FPL perspective this game. And, you know, as I mentioned with Cancelo, James had 110 touches, three shots. Um, it just, the last two games he's played, he's just done so much and just looks so good, but, you know, zero FPL returns. So, you know, it's one of those things where do you be patient with him? Or do you look elsewhere? So I'm in that position at the moment. I thought Mount had an all right game. Probably should have finished with at least a goal and an assist. But, you know, sometimes that's FPL. They don't um, work out that way. But I thought, you know, two shots, three key passes and 60 touches, you know, he's on the board quite a lot. Um, had a few corners as well. So it's one of those decisions whether they rotate you know, Mount's probably due to be rotated soon, so maybe that might be a bit of food for thought to see um, whether, you know, you're going to keep him or maybe moving across to, say, a Foden or even um, getting in sort of like a Gordon or a Brownhill and then upgrading up front and going to Jesus or someone like that. But outside of that, um, really only looking at sort of the likes of Mount, James, and possibly maybe Gordon um, for the run home. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so uh, uh, with Chel- uh, with uh, Chelsea, it was a disaster class. <laughs> yeah. It was absolute disaster class. Where do we go with them? You know, they, they, they've got Wolves, uh, Wolves and Leeds next, but can you trust them? That's <laughs> that's the question. Can you trust Chelsea? Um. I think if you've got Chelsea assets, you hold. Um, the only one that I like at the moment is probably Alonso at 5.6. He's cheap enough. He's starting uh, and has shown in the last couple of games that he can get an attacking return. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about Chelsea. It's just if you've got him, you've got him keep them because they double. Um, but I wouldn't be going out and chasing them by any stretch of the means. As you said, you know, our players could get rotated. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just uh, having a look at the table as well. Uh, it's interesting. Like, they're three points ahead of Arsenal with obviously a clearly better goal difference. Um. Yeah. So you know they. Yeah. Could be anything. <laughs> really good with Chelsea. Like <laughs> Chelsea could finish third, or yeah. they could absolutely shit the bed and finish fifth. Like, it, yeah, they're, they're going to have to pull their finger out in these next two games and actually do something. Um. Or they risk actually missing. Uh, Europe altogether, <laughs> which oh, not Europe as in um, uh, well, they, UCL. Is fourth place still a qualifier where they've got yeah, to go yeah, to play so to fourth place? Qualifier? Oh, 
or a one-off qualifier? That I don't know. I think, or is that fifth place? No, no, no. no. I think it's top three qualify. Um, fourth is a qualifier. They still qualify, but they have a, a sort of like a qualifier for it, playing another team. Don't yeah, and then fifth is um, Europa League, and sixth is um, uh, what's it called? The the new Conference League. I think that's the way it works. Or so, I'm actually, I think sixth it might be a playoff to get into Europa League. No, you ooh, you could be right, but I, I didn't think so. Yeah. I thought it was top four Champions League, fifth Europa, think, sixth. Yeah, because I think top seven now is Europe competitions. It's like ones uh, six and sevens. Because I know, um, I know FA Cup factors in somehow as well. Yeah, because I know the Conference League, I think if you finish seventh, you're in the Conference League. And then mm. I think if you try qualify for Europa in um, in sixth place and then lose the qualifier, I think you also drop to the, the Conference League. Yeah, see, I didn't think I didn't think sixth was um, Europa League because, I th- yeah, I, like I said, I could be wrong, but I thought um, um, sixth was uh, Conference League. But as I said, you could be right. You could be right. Um, I'd have to... West Ham finished sixth last season, didn't they? Or fifth? Ooh. Because of Wolves. I think Wolves. it was sixth. I think it was yeah. sixth. But, uh, but I think it was a combination of... Did Chelsea win you CL last year? No. I don't think so. Who won? Oh. Uh, wasn't it? To... It wasn't PSG. It was someone... Um... I have to look it up. Yeah. Oh, um, we'll get on to yeah. it at another later date, but I'm pretty... Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, we might move on to Spurs and Leicester. Um, started disappointing, obviously, seeing Madison. They've rotated their whole squad. Madison wasn't even in the squad. Apparently, it was precautionary. He had a calf tightness or something. So, yeah. nothing serious, but I think they um, obviously really want to win this Europe game. So, it's Just- interesting to see. Just FYI, Chelsea did win it last last season. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so um, that's what I thought. I think that's the reason why it got pushed down. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, so I thought the first half, Leicester, the way they attacked and the chances they had, it was tailor-made for a player like Madison. I just could have seen him finishing one of those chances that they had in that first half, which is really disappointing to see because I, you know, I was pretty confident if he did play. The way they attacked um, Spurs early, I think he could have come away from an assist or a goal at least. Um, I thought Spurs' attack looked a lot better this week as well. Um, I know the last couple of games I said that they just just didn't look like their usual self. Well, this game they um, shrugged off my criticism and uh, put on a pretty good attacking display. I thought Son, he wasn't on the ball all the time. But it's everything he touched just turned to gold. Um, his corner to Kane for the goal, and then his two goals that he scored. One of them was an absolute um, filthy finish from <laughs> right on the edge of the box. Um, just probably, I will come out and say that was probably his best finish this season. He, it was just a really good goal. I think it was the second one. Um, yeah, just everything he touched just 
yeah, just was gold. Um, I, I still think these probably an either or with Kane and Son. I probably wouldn't invest in both, but I do think you need probably at least one of them for the run home. And, mm. you know, I'm in a position where I'm just looking at what I can do, whether I just do the easy thing, which would just be to upgrade Ronaldo to Kane next week. Um, or do it this week. So it's just one of those things I'm just looking at. I'm not sure what I'll go with because just it might just depend how Ronaldo goes in the morning. If Ronaldo blanks, I'll probably have – I'll be in my feelings a fair bit and I'll probably mm-hmm. um, decide to do it this week. But outside them, I think Kulicheski, if you don't have Son, I think Kulicheski is a really good option to have there in the midfield. Did start on the bench, but come off, come off the bench and got two assists, so – I think that if you are running Kane up front, I think you could maybe still plug in Kulicheski in the midfield. But outside that, you know, I think Madison still has the best Mm. potential as an asset, but obviously with uh, getting rested this week and then heading into Europe and then, you know, the injury cloud might sort of make him a bit of a 50-50 option. But outside that, probably not going to look at Barnes or anyone else. Um, Smichael, I think, is the best goalkeeping option for the run home. Um, but, yeah, no one else really that I'm looking at. Um, what about you, Devin? What did you take out of the game? Yeah, so uh, you're right in terms of Spurs. Um, they've got Liverpool, Arsenal. Uh, the destiny is pretty much in their own hands. So uh, basically from what I can take, now, again, depends on um, their other results. But for mine, if they beat Arsenal, fourth is this. So uh, destiny is in their own hands. We could have helped them by beating Arsenal (laughs) 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 yesterday. Uh, But uh, obviously we're sort of in in a bit of uh, holiday holiday mode in the the EPL. Um, So, yeah, so basically destiny is... Uh, in their own hands, uh, yeah, beat Arsenal. I think they finished fourth. So um, to all yeah, Spurs supporters, the big um, determining to, factor. That yeah, game. so to, to all Spurs supporters, um, just don't bottle it. So I know you're used <laughs> to doing that, but just just don't like, just, you know, <laughs> you know. Regardless, we we all hate Arsenal. So <laughs> yeah, it's so just be... just just beat just beat Arsenal. Just beat Arsenal. Um, <laughs> It's this uh, look for, for mine. It's the Son Kane show. I think uh, I think Kane's just that little bit too expensive. Um, you know when you've got an F, and again he's at the moment he's played like rubbish. But you've got Werner at a cheaper price. You've got Jesus playing really well at a cheaper price. Um, I think you save that. You know three million that you would by um, having Kane in your side and you invest that in, you know, a, a cheaper Man City option in the middle, uh, whether it's Foden, because you'll be able to afford it, um, saving that $3 million. Um, I think Son, Son goes nowhere. Son, Son's a sneaky for a captaincy this week as well, um, even though he's got hard fixtures, Liverpool Arsenal. you got to remember Son loves playing Liverpool. Um, yeah. I th- <laughs> he absolutely loves playing Liverpool. And um, it could just be the Son show at, uh, at um, oh, it's not at Arsenal because they're playing at home, but um, playing Arsenal as well. So um, Son is definitely a sneaky option as a captaincy, uh, well, as a captaincy option. Um, 
in, in terms of Leicester, uh, they've got their double-double. Uh, it's now and ever for Madison. Um, yeah, obviously, with Leicester, they've got sort of Europe in mind as well. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't a great result. Um, um, actually, where how did uh, I actually don't know how how did Leicester go in Europe? Are they are they up or are they? They had a one or draw. Ah, uh, one one or one. Yeah, yeah so because um, I was so still English... very much in the the race to sort of qualify mm. for the final, but, but yeah, yeah, because I, I obviously I was looking at. Um, West Ham and um, uh, Rangers, who are both need to come back from a sort of one goal result. But uh, if they, yeah, if it's one all, they're going to be put in again. They're, they're in a similar position um, as with West Ham, where uh, it's all or nothing in terms of Europe. So obviously, if they win the the Conference League, they get to play Europa League next season. I think that's where. Um, sixth is if I think I'm right in terms, and again, I could be corrected somewhere down the line if someone on Twitter wants to correct me, but if Leicester does win the Conference League and automatically gets a spot in the Europa League, I think then it's fifth and only fifth that qualifies for Europa. Yeah, Because right. I think, I so, it, I think it. it's a maximum of nine teams yeah. If I'm not mistaken, from England that can qualify for Europe in general. So, again, I'm I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but um, yeah, I think I was reading that. So, uh, it, so yeah, in terms of Leicester, other than who I've sort of uh, Manderson, who I've mentioned, I do like Castagna, Castagna, and um, Soyuncu as as punts. Um, Castagna is sort of a little more expensive, but Soyuncu at four point nine. Um, is not yep. too bad as an option. Um, but, yes, that's sort of where I stand with with uh, that as well. But as you sort of said, um, I think the Leicester goalkeeper was Schmeichel is probably the best option for the next, um, like, for the double-doubles. Um, other than that, I know I didn't sort of touch on Everton, but Pickford's the probably the pick uh, as well. At, uh, I think he's cheaper as well at 4.8, so he's probably the... Uh, I would probably have Pickford as the number one option, and then um, uh, sorry, uh, not sorry, sorry, uh, I've gone blank. Michael is number two option. I don't even mind that for a um, if you're doing a bench boost. Yeah, yeah. Pickford, Michael, double up. Mm. Yeah, so. no, uh, I think it's not a bad option. I might get into, before we touch on, obviously, me and you know, Brentford preview, might just uh, head over to West Ham Arsenal. Mm. I'll let you start, mate, and then I'll just uh, get on your back afterwards. <laughs> um, so, no, so, as I said, look, uh, we're West Ham, as with, you know, Leicester, uh, we're fully focused on Europe. Uh, we uh, are down sort of a goal we need to obviously overcome that in Germany. Um, I, I think we can. I personally think we can. And I think we're um, putting all our eggs into that basket, as I've said for many weeks. Uh, so in terms of FPL, where Sam are almost irrelevant at this stage, we, you know, we don't have any doubles. Um, you know, if you want to throw darts at board, as I sort of said earlier, 
Um, Bowen is probably a sneaky option. He's probably your only option as a yeah. West Ham um, asset. But even yeah. then, um, at the moment, there's just better options. Like there's no guarantees Bowen doesn't get rested again. Um, he's, you know, he's our diamond in the rough at the moment in terms of um, scoring goals like Antonio's on a holiday um, he seems to not be able to get like he hasn't recaptured his form from the start of the season. Uh, yeah, so I can see them sort of even playing Bowen up front um, when it comes to the European games. You know, like if I'm not sure if you watched the European game against um, Eintracht, but um, uh, against Frankfurt. But um, how Bowen didn't have at least a double is beyond me. He hit the post twice, um, yeah. scissor kick, the, almost the, <laughs> almost an incredible goal with a, probably about one minute to play. Um, the scissor kick that, um, it, you know, it's just our luck that normally like a kick like that, it either hits the, you know, the back of the goalie and goes in or, you know, bounces into, you know, into the goals and then out. Um, but it literally it, it hit the post flush uh, and then just bounced straight out. So, um, yeah, and then obviously the chance that he had early, which he hit the post. So, you know, as I said, he's a, he's a great option. But, um, uh, you know, like, uh, at the moment, just in terms of FPL, we're, we're just not relevant as a team in, in FPL. And I think we've, we've mentioned Arsenal before, so I'm not going to go through Arsenal again. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Have um, we, actually, have I mentioned have we have mentioned Arsenal before? Yeah, no, I right. spoke about him a bit earlier. Uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. just so. quickly yeah, you go. piggyback onto you, mate. Um, I thought that West Ham actually probably played really good, <laughs> to be mm. honest. I actually thought they started the game really good. I uh, just lacked, obviously, the finishing finished product, I thought. You know, from a football point of view, I thought Declan Rice had a really good game. Um, I think uh, Nekita, is that Nikita, um, the striker for Arsenal? Like <laughs> um, I actually thought he was unlucky not to finish with a goal. He had two really, really good chances, but just lacked a finishing touch. And I think he put one wide and then another one I think was saved. So, you know, very easily could have had a goal or two. Um, this might touch on one incident. Um, the red should have been a red card. The the goalkeeper Ramsdale's foul on uh, Bowen. It's it's a tough one. It there wasn't really a lot is. of contact, but no. I had this same conversation with D ten where there may not be much contact, but what he did put Bowen off and obstructed Bowen, and then Bowen obviously then had to readjust, which caused him to fall. In I my think, opinion, should be a foul, which as yeah, last man to red card. Yeah, as a Titan Wool West Ham supporter, I would say yes, but as a football fan, I think the goalkeeper did what he had to do, and you sort of almost have to give him the benefit of doubt. So, as much as that pains me to say, <laughs> like if know. Bowen didn't get that touch, I, I would you know, wouldn't even blink at it, but because he got that touch and sort of touched it through. Mm, it's a tricky one. I uh, I, I couldn't answer it. I'd, I'd have to look at it again 
and like sort of slow it down and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah it's a tricky one. No, it's fair. No, I just thought I'd ask you. I just, um, yeah, thought it was one of those sort of things where, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a red, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that we might head into just the Man United Brentford preview. I mean, this is actually going to be a really good game, mainly because our defense isn't great. So I reckon that um, Tony and Ericsson could actually have a a few chances against us. I think defensively, Brentford is still giving up a few chances, and I think Ronaldo is going to. I reckon he'll at least score a goal, but I could actually see him getting another hat trick. So I think it's. Um, I've tipped a bit of a high-scoring match. I think there's going to be at least three goals. I'm not sure where the three goals are, go- which team it's going to go to. But I could either see like a 3-0, 2-1, 3-1, 2-all even uh, kind of game, in my opinion. Um, probably what plays that I'm looking at, obviously my own invested interest, I've got Tony and Ronaldo in this game. But I'll be also looking at Ericsson and Burmo because I've, I feel like I want to go the double up for 37-38. So I'll be um, definitely looking uh, at sort of their assets. What about you, Damo? Is there anyone you're sort of keeping your eye on for this match? Yeah, not for mine, but uh, looking at Man United, they're going to – and, again, you can sort of answer this. Um, there has to be some sort of disappointment on Man United's part in terms of you know, potentially, well, they're going to be missing out on Champions League again. Um, oh, sorry, they didn't miss out this season, did they? They, they played this season. But um, they're going to be missing out on, on Champions League. Um, I just don't think the Man United players um, will like sort of not quality. I think it's going to hurt you in terms of um, recruitment. Um, it sort of brings you back to the pack a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see. And again, in a crazy world (laughs) and given the last couple of years we've had, if West Ham do pull a rabbit out of hat and win Europa, get into Champions League, it will then make it interesting to see where those sort of periphery players choose, you know, whether they want to go to West Ham because we have Champions League or whether they want the sort of the history of Man United and with the trophies and things like that. Um, Yeah, so because obviously with, you know, with West Ham, we've we've got the new, uh, a part new owner who's going to eventually take over I think he actually will take over, I think, end of next season. I think it's 2023 that um, the Davids don't need to pay some sort of fee. They they can't sell before 2023, so uh, fully yeah. sell. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, like, in terms of player movement. Um, yeah. Because it's definitely going to, like, you can't say it's not going to hurt Man United by not qualifying for the Champions League because Man United and the Champions League is just sort of synonymous, isn't it? Like, you know, in terms of the big, the original sort of big four in uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal and Man United. So, yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how the how the season sort of plays out. If you guys at least try and finish on a high um, or you sort of peter out, um, 
because potentially, like, as bad as we've been going, we're only, what, three points behind you, better goal difference. And I think in our run, uh, we – hang on. United, our, I think, have a better run home, but – Well, let's have a look. So you guys – oh, to finish the season, you have Brentford, who's not going to be easy. Brentford's not an easy side. Um, you got Brighton and Hove Albion, and then you've got Palace. So, again, games that you should win, but, you know, who knows? Um, I think you guys lose to Brentford tomorrow too. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so whereas with West Ham, we've got Norwich, which depends on which West Ham comes out, but <laughs> Norwich, which we should get a result, Man City, which will probably lose, and then uh, Brighton as well. So, which we should, so we should pick up six points. So, yeah. is that going to be enough? You know, like I don't know. Like yeah, the ball is in your court. You've got the easier fixtures, but you know, if if it, all of a sudden, if uh, if we sniff blood, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I think um, it might be the best thing for us to miss Champions League. I. I think just we need a bit of a reality check. Players need a bit of a reality check. Yeah, but you had surely you had that a couple of seasons ago. No, I just it seems like just the same sort of energy and vibes are still hanging around. It's just, I mean, if Sir Alex Ferguson was in that change room, you know, there'd be so many open hand slaps that wouldn't be funny. Yeah. So I just think that they need. Um, Roy Keane hit the nail on the head and, you know, he, he likes to make a lot of comments, obviously, after watching United games and that. And he, he said the right thing is they don't have an identity on how they want to play. So mm. Ten Hag coming in, they need to make sure they get the right pe- he gets the right people and they say, righto, this is how we're going to play and mm-hmm. these are the players we need to play. Yeah, and it needs to filter down from first team through to like to the under tens, and that's yeah. how you're going to play. There's going to be no, oh, we'll just try do this or do that type thing. But at the same time, because you don't have the you you won't have the carrot of the Champions League, where you get those players that will get you to that level. I think that's Ten Hag has got a few. Um, Players that respect him a fair bit, so I I have mm. a feeling he's going to use his reputation yeah. to get a few of these half decent sort of players that either used to play at Ajax or players that currently play there now um, across. And I think that, like I I reckon we'll be back in the Champions League next season if he he makes you know a couple of signings. Uh, definitely in the centre midfield. Mm. Um, probably another defensive asset as well. Like we just we just need maybe two two or three players, another striker. Just yeah, we just need probably two or three players. And I think that you know we're back in top yeah. four. Like it's not going to take a lot to get back to top mm. four, but it's just if he doesn't do the right, get the right players in. I just yeah, it's just not going to be good. I would hazard to say before we sort of move on from that topic. If when Ten Hag does come in, now there is one player that currently plays for Ajax that had a bit of a rough go at it when playing in the Premier League, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it, if uh, Haig does sign Haller, I think the second time around Haller could be something special in, in the Premier League. I really do. I, I still rate him as a player. Um, he's been banging in goals for fun in uh, at Ajax and in, in Europe. Uh, I think he would be absolutely perfect for your team. So uh, I know, you know, he didn't play well at West Ham, but I think that more came down to our style of play, Moyes' style of play. That just didn't yeah. suit Haller at all. Um, I think Ten Hag could bring, or obviously he's brought the best out of Haller anyway, but I think he could bring the best out of Haller in England. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like I would, I would actually keep an eye on Man United games should Haller sign for um, Man United. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see what happens anyway. No, there's a couple of players we are sort of linked to. We've got, you know, four decent young players as well. Um, that's featured on the bench, um, been given some game time lately. So, you know, we, we do have the opportunity to just be back in the top four again next season. But, yeah, just be it'll be those first months or two in preseason on um, what players he signs and see where we go from that. But, um mm. Well, that wraps up our game review. Might get into shit the bed segment. I've just got Chelsea. I just think that, yeah, you're versing a team that is fighting for the survival in the Premier League, but, you know, they had all of the possession. They had more shots, more chances, more everything, and they just couldn't score a goal. So I really think um, they deserve to be in the shit the bed segment this week. Um, what about you, Demo? Yeah, so I'm going to put in a future shit the <laughs> in here and um, uh, I think it'll be Tottenham shit in the <laughs> and losing to Arsenal uh, oh. and absolutely bottle, bottling it. So, uh, and don't know don't know if he listens, but the uh, friend of mine who at work who is a Tottenham supporter, that one that one's sort of for you because uh, we... Uh, I sort of crossed paths the other day, uh, yesterday, and um, he sort of just looked at me going, you couldn't just beat Arsenal for us, could you? You just you. – it's like, no, what, what, we're going to give you an easy run to Europe. <laughs> so, 100%. So, so um, as, I said to you, as I said earlier, I think De- Destiny's in their own hands. And, um, yeah, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think uh, a future ship the bed there and – think Tottenham might bottle it. No, 100%, mate. Well, um, might get onto our differentials. So last week I had Zaha, um, got the goal off the bench, you know, so a small little return. I think it was about six points. Um, I'm going to pick probably Ivan Tony. I think that he's a little bit too high owned to be a proper differential, but I actually think that he's going to have a day out this week. So, you know, I think he might be about 16% owned, but I think that he's going to, you know, Double digit haul this week. What about you, Demo? Mm, I um, I'm going to go holding at four point one. Uh, Jesus, holding. Yeah, he um, he did score. Um, he did score uh the last game, and he actually looked pretty decent. So, as a differential, um, I don't think he's very highly owned at all. Uh, let me have a look. So he is 4.1. Uh, 
Uh, he's 0.6% owned, uh, played 90 minutes for the Chelsea game, then obviously the 90 minutes for us, and scored a goal. So uh, scored 10 points, hasn't done very much else uh, at all. But, uh, yeah, so if Arsenal are to do anything, um, they're going to need goals. So <laughs> I'll throw that one in as a bit of a differential given that he's so cheap. Uh, and allows uh, you to pick up some decent players elsewhere. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think um, you know no one's really going to be looking at him. So I think if he does, mm. you know, go all right this week, you know, it's one of those plays where you could actually get ahead because yeah. you kind of need towards the end of the season you need to take a couple of punts, um, especially if you're wanting to gain rank, even mm. your mini league rivals. You know, if you, if you do get a couple of these picks right, um, definitely can be the difference. Yeah. So, 100%. I think um, going forward, we'll look at some plays that we're watching. Um, I'm kind of looking at plays for the 37 double. So, I know we mentioned Everton. Just, I'm not sure who to go, whether they go Gordon or Richarlison. So, I'm probably just going to be waiting and watching this week. Even looking at um, who to go out of the Man City assets, whether I uh, triple up on Liverpool or triple up on at Man City, because you know the likes of Jesus and Foden, and also even a Diaz or a Laporte at the back as well, you know, is looking uh, rather tasty. But that's about it for me. Is there anyone that you've got your eye on at the moment, mate? Yeah, so for me, it's probably Jesus, eight point six. Um, Mill, uh, not highly owned when he stretched to the mean, so I think he's in the 10%, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he got oh, 8.7% owned. Um, I think he can go gangbusters. He's more than like he's more than likely the one I'm going to be bringing in and captaining, so um, I'm just going to be throwing darts at dartboard now. I've uh, <laughs> if I if I if I look at my team. Um, you know, the disaster that was this week. But if I look at next week, every single one of my um, on-field players uh, double. Um, You know, Jesus could be anything given that they play Newcastle and Wolves, as I sort of said earlier. Um, I'm more than likely going to be throwing my bench boost up. Um, I really only have one player that probably won't play at all. Um, other than that, like I've got the single game week players on the bench as well, so which doesn't matter because it's a bench boost anyway. But yeah, um, yeah so I um, I think we if Jesus does deliver, he should shoot me up the ranks. Like my look, my aim is to finish in that sort of top one hundred thousand now. Um, yeah. And if I'm going to do that, it's it's not going to be by captain in Salah. Um, it's, you know I mean? Like I think Salah and Son are, are going to be, um, highly captained. Um, so, you know I mean? At this stage of the season, you have to, if you want to sort of shoot up the ranks and you've got nothing else to play for, uh, as you said earlier, you, you, you're going to have to have some sort of differential captain. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Well, we might just, um, try a couple of things to quickly mention before we finish the pod, just, Looking at free hits, uh, 36 slash 37, who are some assets that you would sort of recommend? I sort of 
I may, I'll just make sort of one point is I think that you can't ignore the single game week fixtures as well. Cause yeah, I know a lot of people want to go full doubles and get all the doubles in, but you know, there, there's some decent single game week fixtures that, you know, worth looking at like Brentford have decent, uh, a decent fixture. I know you don't like United assets, but mm. Ronaldo's in form at the moment. If you wanted to take a stab, you know they've got Brighton. Um, the only the only problem with and I'll, and I'll I'll sort of counter that by saying, for me, if you're going to have single game week players in, I think they need to be not as expensive as Ronaldo. I think yes, Ronaldo has a decent fixture. But he's what twelve point three, twelve point four. It does hamstring you. You know what I mean? Like, does he outscore Kane at the same price? I reckon who, who, he does. To be honest, like Kane versus Liverpool and Arsenal, mm. I could see maybe getting one goal, but I could see probably Ronaldo getting two against Brighton, and then. <laughs> Who's also stealing bonus points off Ronaldo at United yeah. compared to Son and Kulicheski? Yeah, but at, you know, at the same time, like have a look at, and again, I don't think we can put Vernon in the conversation, but if you have a look at Jesus, as I sort of mentioned before, um, eight point six million plays Newcastle Wolves. Do you know what I mean? Like, is are you better off playing someone like Jesus up forward and then using that? you know, three, four million to then upgrade, uh, you know, Brownhill <laughs> <laughs> no way, to, to, to someone decent like uh, Foden. You know what I mean? Like it, it's – you have to sort of think about it that way. Um, comes but then again, you probably nearly want Jesus over Foden. No, I'm saying playing both. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying play. So I'm saying – Let's just say, and I haven't done the maths, but um, if I'm sort of, let's just, I'm just going to guess the, the amounts. Let's just say Kane's 12.3, um, Brownhill's what, 4.4, 4.5. So yeah. that's, you know, 16.5 mil for Kane and Brownhill, whereas you've got Jesus at 8.6. Um, then you've got Foden at what, 7.2. No, so, Foden's seven point. Is I thought Foden was like seven point um, eight. Is, is I didn't think he was that much. Uh, oh, let's have actually have a look. Oh, yeah, seven point eight. Sure. You're right. You're right. But even even then, you've got uh, like you know seven point eight, uh, eight point six. You know what I mean? Like you have to sort of look. You know who's going to score? Who's going to score more for you? Will it be you know Foden and Jesus? Or it'll be Ronaldo and Brownhill. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm sort of both around about that 16, 17 million. Um, yeah, so like I, I would probably lean towards Man City rather than getting Ronaldo, who's a great player, but only a single game week player, and then hamstrings you in terms of bringing in that sort of uh, mid fifth midfielder. Yeah. But that's just my opinion, you know what I mean? Like, um, I know you. we sort of differ with that sort of stuff and, um, yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. I just sort of just throw in a bit of, um, <clears throat> I guess, food for thought. Uh, just I, I think I, it comes down to individual teams as well. No, 100%. How, yeah. 
Like if you're no. doing a free hit because United do blank in 37, like if you're free hitting 36, mm. it'd be the opportunity to maybe move off uh, your heavily invested Spurs assets. Say if you or, or Chelsea assets, free. <laughs> yeah, or, or Chelsea assets as well for that one week. You know, you could possibly look at doing stuff like that. But mm. yeah, it's. I think that um, you need at least one. Uh, Brentford asset for the run home. I think that an Ericsson or a Tony or an Abermo uh, uh, might be worth chucking your side because their fixtures from 36 to 38 are, are pretty decent. They don't uh, – and they don't double, do they? No, but I still uh, think yeah. that – um, that, Yeah, that, see, whereas you're right, like with them, I, I would probably trust Brentford more than I would United as well. I don't know. Well, like, I don't know whether options it's... at United. I think there's yeah. really only Ronaldo or yeah, nothing. Yeah, correct. Whereas, whereas um, at uh, Brentford, you got Embuemo, um, you've got Tony up forward, um, even like a Jansen, even a Raya. But um, again, they're all single week players. Yeah, so I think you could probably go with two single game week plays yeah. for free hit and then do mm. like nine doublers yeah, and that's also enough. bench boost as well. I think you could also, because. Well, if you're I free hitting, you can't bench boost. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. But if I think I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter, people using bench boost this week, like, yeah, I just think that sometimes we get a little bit too focused on the double game weeks, regardless of whether they're good or not. And mm. then, no, you're right. obviously caught. that. I, I've anything. been caught with that this season. I, I've definitely been caught with that this season where I've sort of benched uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold because he had a single game week and then he outscored yeah, the double game week player that I played. So you are right, um, but I think it's fixture dependent as well. Yeah, but, yeah, I also wouldn't just blindly run into a single game week player as well. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so... It's a it's a catch twenty two. You kind of want to maximize, obviously the the double game weeks, but also maximize you know decent fixtures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that about wraps up our pod for this week. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to talk about team plans just because I have literally no idea what I'm doing this week. Um, uh, for for mine, I do want to say I'll more than likely playing my bench boost uh, this week coming. Um, yep. More than likely, will be after talking to you about Jesus. More than likely, going to be bringing him uh, for Werner and captaining him. So uh, it could be a great. I'm not sure how you're placed in terms of the doubles, but um, I have, I have uh, what is it, eleven, twelve double game week players. Um, and then I've got um, Pope, Veghorst, um, and Target on the bench who are single game week players. So yeah. I'm hoping for a absolutely massive score um, to try and catch you. <laughs> I won't catch yeah. you, but if I can, I think I'm about 100 points off you. If I can halve that, um, it'll be a good result. <laughs> Well, at the moment, I haven't made any subs, but I'm running mm-hmm. with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten double game week plays without making mm. any. But yeah, so I've got I, I currently because I've, I've already sort of made a few moves. 
I've got uh, Foster starting on uh, starting as goalkeeper. Who have you got goalkeeper? Uh, Smichael. Yeah. So then I've got James Cash and TAA down back. Who have you got down back? I've got Trent, Kinsella, Emerson, Royal, and James. Yep. Uh, then I've got Madison, Salah, Sun, Mount, and Saka in the mids. Who have you got um, in the mids? I've got uh, Martinelli, Kulicheski, Salah, Mount, and Madison. Mm, and then I've got Dennis and the captaincy on Jesus with my bench boost. Uh, and who have you got afford? Uh, Ronaldo at the moment. Ah, okay, yeah. So like a few similar ones, but a few, definitely a few different ones. So um, could be very so I'm tempted to get out Martinelli. I have the money to get Martinelli out for someone else. Like if I make two subs, I could easily get out sort of Mount and possibly Martinelli and sort of bring in like a song if I really wanted to, or I could um, just, yeah. yeah. See, I wouldn't necessarily be bringing uh, – taking out Mount because they play Wolves and Leeds. Um, yeah, I just, he's just due a rest and I'm just not sure mm. because they've got the cup final, I think, uh, next yeah. week, I think. Yeah, but surely they don't bench him for a cup final. No, they'll keep him for the cup final, but I think they might bench him in one of these games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Surely with essentially third on the line, surely they don't bench him. I don't know. That, that, that's just me. but You would, you um, would hope not, but... Mm. Um, I could see them benching for the Leeds game. Maybe, maybe. But that's I hope he'll not. Sc- he'll score three in the Wolves game, so that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's. I'm going to make a decision this week, and I'm going to be on the bad side of it again. So, well, hopefully you are, and I um, <laughs> I, I sort of I, I won't catch you, but uh, if I can halve the amount, um, I'd be happy. So, like you know, I'm. Like my expected points, if I sort of look at it, it says 142.6. So, and I, and I've got uh, 10.5 expected points on the bench. So that's if I get a score of 150, I'll be very happy. You know, you can still oh, get your your 70, 80, just, and you'll just beat me. I'll be on about 140 points. <laughs> um, yeah. So now nah, we'll see. Where we go. Right, well, um, head over to our Twitter, FPL Amateur underscore Oz. You'll find all the links to our podcasts. Uh, head over to Damo's FPL West Ham for a propaganda, uh, the build up to Europe on a Friday, I think, Friday morning at mm. uh, 4 45 a.m. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, should be an absolute cracking game. And uh, feel, feel free to uh, head over to his Twitter and join the, the motions because I say he's going to be tweeting like a madman. Um, <laughs> with the, the highs and lows of uh, that fixture. Um, head over to Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and remember if you do enjoy your content, leave a five-star rating. It's just um, something nice that you could uh, do for us. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how my week ends up tomorrow, Damo. Hopefully um, a nice 30-point captain haul from Ronaldo, and I'm uh, back <laughs> on track, mate. So. No, well, I'm not hoping that. I'm hoping that Brentford um, pull your pants down, but uh, that's just me. Uh, well, if I get my pants pulled down, let's hope it's Tony pulling them down and I'll sit <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, yeah, good, good luck, mate, and I'll talk to you later.